Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, back with Byron Lambert, who's been busy with a bunch of behind the scenes Roster Watch business, joining us back on the pod to complain about version 2.6 of the epic cheat sheet available to our pro members at rosterwatch.com. Byron, what the hell's going on, brother? Out fighting in the streets, slugging it out for Roster Watch Nation, <laughs> staying busy, uh, getting ready for the holiday, man. Yeah, it's going to be a big holiday. You have Fourth of July plans. I guess I didn't ask you before we came on. Yeah, I got my girl coming out. We're going to chill. Um, just take it easy, go to the beach, maybe uh, get on the boat for a little while, see if we can wet a hook. Sounds about like my, it sounds exactly like my plans, except. I'm not having my girl come out. My girl lives here. Um, I don't know which arrangement's better. Um, I also, if things don't get totally shut down, there's a very filthy martini that I haven't had in some months now that I'd, I'd like to get out and sip on a little bit. <laughs> Be careful out in the Florida streets, brother. Uh, we, we got, uh, we got, you and I are in similar situations here in Florida and in Texas, but uh, let roster watch, let roster watch nation know that, we're being very, very careful, and we're 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 generally pretty pretty socially distanced to type of dudes anyway with the type of shit we like to do. <laughs> but uh, all right, so let's get to it. Uh, you, look, I, I I've been running mock drafts to start these off with the cheat sheets, but since you have a bunch of um, talking points for that, maybe I'll just forego that and let's just talk about the elephant in the room, Cam Newton. We're, I haven't commented on it. You haven't really commented on it that I've seen on Twitter. Just let's talk about it, man. Um, Cam Newton to the New England Patriots. Yeah, Cam Newton minus 400 to start week one for the Patriots. Uh, makes perfect sense. They brought him in to be the starter. And uh, look, I mean, so for me, I mean, the obvious question is where should Cam Newton be drafted? Uh, from my perspective, I'm – I'm taking Cam Newton right after the Drew Brees, Matt Stafford's, Carson Wentz of the world, and I'm taking him before a guy like Baker Mayfield. Do you, so, do you, would you take him before Carson Wentz? No, you wouldn't. Okay, well, so I think he's in that group. You could read it. That's just, it, you're splitting hairs as it currently stands. No, I think I take him. You know, I'm looking at Cam Newton after Drew Brees goes off the board, after Stafford goes off the board. You know, Wentz is right in that pocket as well. But I, I, I'm looking to take Cam Newton over a guy like Baker Mayfield at this point. He, the thing, the thing about Cam that I haven't heard anybody talk about that much is the fact that he's he's getting a downgrade in supporting cast 
right? As much as people want to talk about how this could do something good for uh, Nikhil Harry, I've heard the talk about this is good for James White because look at what he was able to do with elevating Christian McCaffrey uh, in the passing game. Um, those feel like the kind of, you know, I, I guess, you know, Julian Edelman is sort of a low average depth of target type of player that, you know, he could, you know, if there is still some sort of accuracy issue having to do with the injuries to the shoulder, because remember he's not, he's coming off a list Frank, but he's also coming off two separate shoulders. Right. So look, if, if you listen to Dr. David Chow on Twitter, he's acting like this isn't any big deal. Cam's back, you know, just fine. If that's the case, I think that it it's not necessary. Like the, it wasn't like Tom Brady was hurling the ball downfield a ton last year. And it's one of the reasons that we have, you know, we keep going back and forth about what this means for Mike Evans down in Tampa Bay. What are your thoughts about how Tom or your thoughts about how Cam Newton compares to Tom Brady as far as the way that he can elevate or the way that he can hurt that surrounding cast around him? I mean, I think it's, two totally different animals. I do believe he can elevate the cast. I mean, a couple of thoughts. Nikhil Harry and James White were two players I wanted to talk to you about the next time I joined the show anyways, and that was before this news. So I, I definitely think both those guys are good talking points. So kind of the idea that I had in mind uh, previous to this news was, look, Julian Edelman's already a guy we're kind of low on and not really getting anyways. But in my mind, yeah. I wanted to get Nikhil Harry up a couple spots at late in drafts, get a little more exposure to him, maybe bring Julian Edelman down a couple of spots just so we can get some of the other wide receivers in that area of the cheat sheet that I like a little bit more up. Now, post Cam Newton news, I still like it for Nikhil Harry. I still think Harry deserves a bump. Edelman, I'm a little bit torn on. To me, Edelman, we were already a little bit low on, and I do think Cam Newton's an improvement for Edelman, likely over Stidham. So maybe we don't tinker with Edelman a whole whole, whole lot. And then James White was the other guy. I mean, that's a player we've been looking at getting a little bit higher on the sheet anyways. Look, that's not really how our – I want to talk about this a little more later from the fallout from the FSGA draft – this it's this is not in accord with the current construction of our rosters but for those of you who draft on your own system and follow this or look undoubtedly these ADPs are going to change I think this is an interesting talking point so given our roster constructions now at roster watch we're not even toiling with the James White's of the world however I do think that late in drafts he has been representing some value and is a guy that deserves a little more attention. And I'd say that Cam Newton's acquisition bolsters that case, Alex. So, but do you like Nikhil Harry? Because I, I think that, I think that Cam, you know, we complain about the downfield that we've always complained about the downfield accuracy from Cam, right? I'm not necessarily sure that that was a, that that was a, a construct that had to do so much with the hurt shoulders. That's kind of had to do, I mean, we've been complaining about how Cam can hit the broad side of a barn past 20 yards downfield for like a long time. Right. So I kind of like a guy like Nikhil Harry, who, as he came out, that was like in his class, he was the ultimate go up and go get it, jump ball type of candidate. Uh, that feels like a great fit with Cam Newton to me. So if we're going to be moving him up, I recently had kind of made a, a, made a little bit of a change and a little bit of a decision that if we got to the end of drafts, and we were looking at the possibility 
of possibly getting Nikhil Harry, I had made the decision after the Debo Samuel injury news that if I mean, what if what if what if Brandon Ayuk is on the board there for your 14th round selection versus Nikhil Harry? Uh, how do you see that? How do you see that playing out after the Debo Samuel news? It feels like that the market hasn't really adjusted to the fact that Debo Samuel's hurt, and it looks like, uh, you know, it looks like Brandon Ayuk's going to walk into at least something. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on how hurt Jalen Hurd still is. You know, now that he's now that he's coming back, um, Trent Taylor. We don't know exactly how, but the, you know, those are some kind of long. Those are some longer shot names. Brandon Ayuk was, you know, there's the top wide receiver on those guys' board in a first round pick. How do you feel about him versus Nikhil Harry? I think it's 50-50. I'd probably gamble on Nikhil Harry, personally. It, just because you feel like, the, you know, there's not a George Kittle there. There's, well, there's the, a there's... vacuum of other targets. I think Cam is a solid quarterback option to have in there. Let's there's Nikhil Harry was a very good prospect. It's a second year. This is where we expect growth. And who, who else do they really have? And like you say, I mean, in the past, Gettleman – I mean, they've revamped this strategy uh, here late in Cam Newton's tenure before he left uh, Carolina. But for a while there, they were only drafting big wide receivers because they wanted those big bodies on the outside for him to lay it up to. I think that's what you've got with Nikhil Harry. He's probably going to be one of the better red zone targets on them. I mean, who's a better red zone target on the team? I guess there Edelman, you can one. argue. But no. really, you know, traditionally, it's Nikhil Harry. So... I, I I think you get the touchdown equity. I think you get the second year bump. I like Cam Newton and the competition's not there. So I think you make a strong argument for both, but hell, maybe we can, uh, uh, maybe we can grab, maybe we can grab both of them. Do you like Denzel Mims better than either of those guys at the very end? Or should Nikhil Harry and Brandon Ayuk be ahead of Denzel Mims on the sheet? I like Mims quite a lot late. I think that's a trio we really got to pay attention to. I'd have Harry atop that, and then I might play ADPs with the other two fellas. Okay, so I will get that. I will get that done. Um, not I mean, that big a move way, for Nikhil. Not that big a move for Nikhil. Like we, we don't have to do much to make sure that we, we're, we're we're getting a good bit of him. It it really it, it really is just it's it's a matter of. Do you want Ayuk or Nikhil Harry? Because you you you, you can have them both right now, and with, with your thirteenth or fourteenth round pick in, in twelve team PPR leagues, at least in the simulations that I've been doing. I can pull those up the exact guy. ADPs right now. But. Those are great guys to get in the final rounds of your draft. So let's see. So um, NFL ADP consensus. Let's just look at fantasy pros with the ADP consensus here. And I mean, it'll it'll in PPR it'll it'll play out. What I'm saying. Um, I wonder if Harry. So I mean, he has an ADP of 168. Uh, Ayuk has an ADP of 169. It's so funny that I that, that that's the <laughs> that's just the that's the that's the that's the hair I'm trying to split in my mind, and 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 they and they literally are one one player apart in the 160s. You so. just uh, released um, wide receiver matchups on the season. That's always a good tool to reference when we're looking at splitting these hairs. Well, did, well, did you see Brandon Ayuk's? So Brandon Ayuk, and that's what, uh, another thing that, you know, our, our pro members can go look at this, but Brandon Ayuk would ended up higher than, higher than I would have thought. Let's see the copy of the wide receiver sheet. Brandon Ayuk uh, has the one, two, three, four, fifth best projected schedule of any wide receiver um, 
that's not bad, right? <laughs> it's not. I mean, as as far as I mean, he'll 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 see in his first three games, he'll have two. He'll have two second round or two second year guys who come with pedigree, but Byron Murphy and DeAndre Baker, none of them were that good uh, last year. Then he'll have a he'll have a run of uh, four pretty tough games based on alignment data that we've that we've collected and just in the analysis we've done. Avante Maddox, Byron Jones. Um, it looks like he'll have also he'll have during that time he'll have the uh, the Rams, so that'll either be Jalen Ramsey or Troy Hill. Um, he'll get the Patriots. That'll either be Jason McCourty or, or of course, Stephon Gilmore. And then he gets Seattle, which is uh, going to be uh, golly. That's either he'll probably get Shaquille Griffin, um, but they they also now have Quentin Dunbar on that roster. But then after that, uh, he'll get Green Bay, so that that'll likely be Kevin King. He'll get. Um, He'll get Janoris Jenkins uh, because Debo Samuel should be back by then. And you would figure that Marshawn Lattimore would be on Debo. And then just to end the season, it's just beautiful because he, he has two games with Josh Norman and another one with uh, – here he has Josh Norman, he has Ronald Darby, he has Daryl Wor- Worley, then he has Byron Murphy again. So an easy start to the schedule, an easy playoff schedule for what we project for Brandon Ayuk. I, that was I'll, I'll take – I'll take then, the Kyle Shanahan advantage too. There. And then yeah, let me just also, I, I, I should mention this too, Byron, that it was as long as we're talking about these projected wide receiver cornerback week by week matchups, Nikhil Harry out of the top 75 ADP wide receivers, as you project these things out has the second worst because he'll have, have he'll have Byron Jones, Quentin Dunbar, Prince of Mucamora, Traverius Ward, AJ Bouye, bye week, Richard Sherman, Traverius White, Pierre Desir, Marcus Peters, Gary on Conley, Patrick Peterson, Casey Hayward, Jalen Ramsey, Byron Jones again, Tredavious White. That's like, or wait, that's a different B. So uh, uh, Byron, how, how's he getting Byron Jones up? Oh shit! Because Byron Jones is now a Dolphin. I was like, how is he getting him twice? You forget Byron Jones is a is a Miami Dolphin. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. Try try throwing on those guys next year, man. Miami. Um, well, there you have it. Live on the show, Nikhil Harry versus Brandon Ayuk for you guys. That's a good breakdown, Alex. We I definitely did. Way to, to we, split those hairs. That sure wasn't on any kind of show sheet. Not that show sheets exist around here. <laughs> <laughs> what else what you got, man? For, right? What about Sony Michelle? What about Sony Michelle? Michael Yeager's asking about him. Does this elevate Sony Michelle at all? To me, I just don't think about Sony Michelle. Is it malpractice that I don't even think about Sonny Michelle? <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I, I like it for I James White. I like it for I, I like it for, I like it for the guy that I can. Do you know what? I, it right probably, now we're talking PPR. It helps. Probably it's zone. it hurts him. Yeah, he's he, gonna, could take some he's touchdowns gonna, away. Yeah, he's going to take some touchdowns away at the goal line for sure. I'd agree. Um, so version two point six of the. Ultimate draft cheat sheet at roster watch is humming very, very nicely, Alex. I'm getting sick results in all of my mock draft simulations. So I want to urge that, you know, we don't change much, but during this time of the year, we're always on the show talking about ADPs, mock drafts, and the cheat sheet. And, um, you know, one thing I'm very, very pleased with is, is that we're getting so much Matthew Stafford right now. I've noticed that his ADPs have shifted and as the sheet has moved around a little bit, we've seen the exposure change up. So those quarter, that's the tier. That's the pocket we're really 
targeting here. We have been targeting to date. I like it. I think that's where the value's at in drafts. It just seems to be that Matt Stafford is the guy kind of emerging now. It sounds like we're going to slip Cam Newton somewhere into that tier. And, um, you know, I, I think it brings it, it raises a good point. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, Carson Wentz. I noticed Carson Wentz sits atop Matt Stafford and Drew Brees at this point. Uh, I don't have any issues with that. I like Wentz an awful lot. But uh, getting Stafford right now frequently – I thought was very, very satisfying, Alex. If, yeah. It feels it feels like Wentz, people are starting to catch on a little bit to Wentz too, about just how bad all those receivers were last year. And he's healthy, and they've added on to the offense. And Miles Sanders is going to be in his second year. Deshaun Jackson will be back. And, you know, yeah, Jalen Rager. And, you know, it's a, it's a, another year of his, that connection with Zach Ertz. And, and, you know, you have Dallas Goddard. And it's – um. He's he's got a lot of weapons there. I, it's a tough hair for me to split between those two guys. I'd be happy, you know. I mean, sometimes and and a lot of these drafts you end up getting Wentz and Stafford, which I mean, I don't. I generally don't like to draft two quarterbacks, but when you're getting them in the eleventh and the twelfth round, it it's certainly you know you don't you don't you don't hate it. You don't hate it. You can you can feel good about it. Alex, Evan Ingram, are we buying in? I just, I mean, how can we buy into Evan Ingram? That's what that, that's another thing when I'm doing this goddamn sheet. It's like the teams that are hardest to figure out, all right, how where are these guys going to line up? How do I even project these alignments? When the New York Giants are one of them. It's like, how, how do you project who's going to be in the slot between Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate, right? How do you what What's the projection there? How do you do it? Especially when you consider Evan Ingram. I mean, what are they going to do? Just split him out wide? Um, you can't split him out wide all the time unless you take Darius Slayton off the football field. I just I don't under I don't understand um, why people would be that high on Evan Ingram when we know that like last year uh, we never like we we never saw a healthy a healthy Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate of course was suspended to start the season. We never saw a healthy Sterling Shepard. Golden Tate, Evan Ingram, Darius Slayton, Saquon Barkley all on, on, on the field at the same time. That, dude, that's a lot of mouths to feed. And whenever I'm looking at people who I can pick um, right there in that one area, I'm, I mean, how am I going to take Evan Ingram? Whenever you look at the, just the ADPs, like let me just look at the overall, uh, the overall in PPR scoring. So Evan Ingram has an ADP of 71. That's the exact point in time that I need to be taking Marquise Brown, that I need to be taking Cam Akers, that I need to be taking Terry McLaurin, Kareem Hunt, um, maybe even Keyshawn Vaughn or Darius Geis. I, I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking Evan Ingram there. That's that. That to me feels crazy to take him at the seventh, eighth, or was that the seventh, eighth round turn? That's the sixth. So no, that's at the end of the sixth round. Byron, like, how are, we, how are we doing that when we can take, um, you know, you can take Rob Gronkowski later. You could take Jared Cook later. You can take Hayden Hurst. that will be stepping in for where Austin Hooper left off last year. Our guy, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Gesicki, um, all these guys. You know, you could take much, much later on. Johnny Smith. These are these are big-time big upside guys. So, no, I, like, I'm not interested in Evan Ingram. I'll be interested to hear, are you interested in Evan What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Ingram, I mean, clear, clear, clearly you bought them up for a reason. 
No, I love that we're getting lots of Gronk and Jared Cook on version 2.5. It was a lot of Gronk version 2.6. It's a lot of Jared Cook. I think people forget Jared Cook had a monster run down the stretch last year. And I'm just beginning to wonder if on the sheet, if Gronkowski and Jared Cook should begin to converge a little bit more. But I mean, generally speaking, I think think the sheet's doing natural. I think the sheet is naturally taking care of it for, I think the sheet, the sheet as it now ADP is naturally taking care of it for us. Like you said, on 2.5, you were getting a bunch of Gronk. I didn't move Gronk. ADP is taking care of that for us. It's like, um, it's yeah, like, the, like uh, maybe I'm saying I might like getting Jared Cook a little bit later, but it's a great mix. And you're right. What no. you're going to get Gronk, if his ADP starts to fall right. a little bit, he's going to come right back into focus. So that's beautifully constructed. Like I said, these are observations. But to your point, that's exactly where I want my tight end from in drafts right now for this year. I want it from the Gronkowski, Jared Cook range, or I want to get it from that Hayden Hurst, TJ Hawkinson area. As a matter of fact, I think you can double up. You can get a Gronk I, yeah. or a Cook, and then you come back with a Hayden Hurst or a Hawkinson. Um, yeah, I think, you know, you talk about Jared Cook. I think folks might wonder a little bit how much Emmanuel Sanders could bite into his action a little bit. I think it's, mm-hmm. a, you know, a fair concern. None of these guys come without uh, – concern but i'll tell you too i think i might like jared cook over tyler higby at this point alex well that's a that's a kind of a hot take and that's what that's something where we don't have to we don't really have to make any changes right because we're getting a lot of i mean i'll bet you if i were in a simulation right now i, I would end up getting jared cook i just yeah more more likely than not i probably would but well, what so do you say we test that at the end of the pod that's fine we could test it I shit. I mean, I'll, I I can test it right now. Wait, like, let's just let's just let's just run one. Um, I'll go right up here. I'm already in Fantasy Pro, so I'll go to the Draft Wizard and I'll share the screen. And oh, that's the MLB Draft Wizard. Let's see. Let me go to the screen share it's not here. We spend most of our time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Worried about the MLB stuff? Yeah. Hate to say it. Hate to say. Okay, so I'll start a mock draft here. A PPR twelve. Uh, it gave me the sixth position. Do you want me to switch the positions of this one? No, I want you to take the bull by the horns. I I I, I hate I hate the sixth spot. We'll see what happens. Two point six. If this thing goes sideways on us, that'll be fine because two point seven is on the way, right? So a whole bunch of testing is about to get started anyway. This is a twelve team PPR league snake draft. One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one flex. Uh, I'm sorry, one tight end, two flex. Composite ADPs from ESPN and Fantrax, RT Sports, Fantasy Football Calculator, the composite best ball average draft positions from uh, FFPC and best ball tens, and then the pre-draft you know, cues from Yahoo, ESPN, and NFL.com. 2.7 cheat sheet, so we'll start right here, pick it right from the middle, and um, we'll, see what kind of draft, we'll see what kind of draft this is for us today. It looks like it'll be a Derrick Henry draft to start. You like that? You always wonder about that a little bit in PPR, but I think if you take a step back, you have to really like getting Derrick Henry. No, I mean he's like it's like Trash Man says. It's like there aren't there aren't there aren't many that feel safer than he does. Yeah, um, it's a monster pick, dude. So let's see here. We have we we'll get Miles Sanders here, and then we will have. It uh, looks like we're going to have a wide receiver fall to us with Odell Beckham, like that. Uh, so that's a that's a good start, right? Good start. We're going to have a choice here between Le'Veon Bell and Calvin Ridley. Which way would you point me towards taking the player here at 
pick 4.07. I would take Bell. Okay. Let's see if this thing fills us out. It is. It's going to be good to us. It's going to be good to us, Byron. I'm glad you made that decision because we're going to get Tyler Lockett here. That, this is a great start. To the, I mean, I need to – let me I told you it's coming nicely, man. Crushing yeah, these hum- simulations. It really is. You don't okay. want to overreact to these notes because it's running so well, but these are, it's always creates fun talking points. Um, we're going to take we're going to take Marquise Brown right here. Love that. Hopefully Kareem Hunt will fall. Yes, he's going to fall. I love this team, man, so far. We'll see what happens. Hopefully the Darius Slayton, Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, yes, they are. So we're going to have a Darius Slayton, Keyshawn Vaughn decision here. I've been taking Keyshawn Vaughn when I come to this decision because I find that Darius Slayton slips more often than Keyshawn Vaughn does to the, to the next round. It did not happen here on this one, but oh well. Jordan Howard, been getting a little bit of him. How do you feel about that? I mean, in PPR, he, he's not that much. You think of him as a PPR asset, but um, – you know, that's a team that should improve. They've tried to make some improvements along the offensive line there in Miami. It's not like they have anybody else besides Matt Breida. Not a horrible guy to have on your bench and your flex as a, you know, an, an option if you end up in a bind. Maybe C.D. Lamb will fall to the next pick, and sure enough, he did. This team is a team that I'm beginning to absolutely love. I'm not sure we're going to get Jared Cook, Byron. You could be, you could have been right here. Maybe we are. Or no, it looks like Ty- – so we're, basically what we have is a Tyler Higby. Jared Cook decision, and you're saying in this decision you would t- you would rather have Jared Cook. I want Jared Cook, Drew Brees. Cook finished almost as hot as Higby did. Granted, not as on, on as many targets down the stretch last year, and I don't think Gerald Everett is going away in Los Angeles. I just I, I've told Byron I'm just or I've told Trash Man just how do you put that Tyler Higby genie back in the bottle? We've seen it. How do you put that thing back in the bottle? I just if we get seventy five percent of that, it's, it's it's good. If you get seventy five percent of it, you probably get what you get out of Jared Cook. It's a tough I, call. It's a difficult decision. Me, maybe let's try I and get am, Higby and Cook. Let's try and get Higby and Cook. Let's try and get Higby and Cook. I'm hitching my wagon to Drew Brees. Uh, well, I got Higby. Sorry about that. I, th- I figured we could get hooked, Cook too, but I'm just going with what the sheet says for right now. It's good, good to get some variation too. Okay, Deshaun Jackson, who I I really like for the first couple of weeks. I think he's going to be terrific. Now, here's another thing that keeps coming up, Byron. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, do we at this at this point do we like Matthew Stafford maybe more than Aaron Rodgers? I, I'm not sure I could say that I do, but I think it's definitely. I wouldn't shout no, you down think, if you did. I don't did. think so. I, what yeah. I'd rather do is wait and not take a quarterback. Okay. Well, for the sake of the sheet and for the sake it, of everybody. You feel great getting Aaron Rodgers at that point in yeah. your draft. I mean, yeah. And here in the 14th round, we'll take Denzel Mims. So, uh, monster. What, 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 what this team is, is Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. The running backs are Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, Le'Veon Bell, Kareem oh, Hunt, goodness. <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn. Jordan Howard. The wide receivers are Odell Beckham, Tyler Lockett, Hollywood Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Deshaun Jackson, Denzel Mims, and the tight end is Tyler Higby. I mean, guys, it couldn't be simpler. If you follow the three simple rules at the top of this sheet of paper, an expert quality draft is guaranteed. The Roster Watch cheat sheet now available at rosterwatch.com. The fantasy football tool that changed fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com. Just follow the three simple rules. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. That's it. Three simple rules. The roster watch cheat sheet only 
at rosterwatch.com. So hell, hell, hell of a sim there, Byron. So now we've talked about Jared Cook. I guarantee you, guaranteed you that we get him. We had, we had a chance to get him. We had a chance to. I decided to take a risk. I think it worked out okay. We want a little bit of exposure to to all those guys right there. That's the pocket you want to circle back around with your Hayden Hurst, your Hawkins. It's me personally. I could see me waiting on tight end all the way till I get to Hurst and Hawkinson, but I really, really like that strategy. I think that's looking good for roster watch nation. Alex, the next portion of mock drafts and ADPs I wanted to talk about Alex, especially as it relates to the cheat sheet is sometimes I find myself in kind of like rounds five through eight or rounds six through nine, wishing that I had one more bite at the apple, one more stab, at that wide receiver position. And so it just makes me wonder if maybe relatively speaking, there's some adjustments that can be made from, you know, that vein of wide receivers versus the corresponding running backs that live in that area. And let, let me start with a couple notes on the receiver, something you and I talked about online. I would like to get Michael to gallop down a couple spots, especially since I'll game. move him. I'll move him down as far as you want, dude. I I don't want any part of that, dude. I'll move. Uh, yeah, P- so that's fine. In PPR, I think he has to go below Crowder, and possibly okay. to me, to me, it's like Gallup versus Anthony Miller. And since we're getting so much CD Lamb, yeah, if full starts in Chicago, I I think I take my chances on the Golden Sun there. So yes, I might yeah, get absolutely. Gallup down below Anthony Miller. Just punch. It's already done. It's already done for two point seven. Pre-Cam Newton, I was thinking we should make the same move with Edelman. I'm not sure how you feel about We're that. We're not going to get Edelman you, anyway, so it's no, like we can – I get it. I get it. But do you want like do you want a little bit more improved chance at a guy like Crowder maybe by just putting some upward pressure on him by burying a what, guy like what Edelman is it, that it you're seems, not it seems, it seems like Crowder is a little bit of a pinch point you keep referencing. Why do you like Crowder? just seems like an obviously good play. Uh, that late in PPR formats, uh, you know, up there with the Robbie Anderson is gone. I mean, the, to me, Crowder is the, like, he's the preferred wide receiver. I actually think Sam Darnold, we're not waiting on quarterback this late. I actually like Sam Darnold this year too. So uh, I don't, I just think as that late in your drafts and PPR Crowder's a really nice option to help supplement your wide receiver position, especially since we're going pretty running back heavy early under the current economics of the situation. So, uh, you know, you make the executive decision on Edelman versus Crowder and Anthony Miller, but that's kind of my, my I'll thoughts. I'll move Edelman down guys. as much as, yeah, I'll move Edelman well, down as much as. Yeah. And the other reason that I like moving Edelman and Gallup down is then by default, it pushes upward pressure on John Brown, who Josh Allen says he thinks is not going to suffer at all after the acquisition of Diggs, And I, I actually still think John Brown is a good value late moving Edelman and Gallup down puts upward pressure on Mike Williams, who I think I would like personally like a little bit more exposure to uh, really late. I see. I sometimes Mike Williams just falls and I, sometimes I'm like, I guess I'll take Mike Williams. I, I find myself having a hard time painting. I mean, is there a, there's scenario you can paint for Mike Williams that make that gets you excited. Yeah, I mean, he's been an improving player every year. He's a good wide receiver. He's he, did, he didn't improve. He didn't improve from. He didn't improve from the year. He didn't improve from twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen. His well, touchdowns. Philip Rivers. Well, but that's but his touchdowns were an outlier before. And Philip Rivers, 
re regressed terribly. And I know Tyrod Taylor's not actually better, but to me, when I look at it, I know Trashman thinks Tyrod Taylor is going to dump it to Keenan. To me, there can be value on both Chargers wide receivers. They've fallen so far. I just look at it in a vacuum. I say, dude, Tyrod Taylor's not a timing and rhythm quarterback. And like to me, he's going to go to the high value targets to Mike Williams is the easier. That's the path of least resistance for a player uh, like uh, Tyrod. I guess what I'm saying is I don't necessarily see a monster disparity between those two and Mike Williams is the player you can draft way later. And I just think at the point it's at the point on both chargers receivers where there's a little bit of value. So I'm not saying at Mike Williams deserves an astronomical rise, but I think he deserves a little more attention than he's gotten. And by getting those two other guys down that we're not going to go in on anyways, it puts a little, little upward pressure on Mike Williams and thereby uh, Jerry Judy as well. Kind of the other wide receiver in that range alex that i personally would like to you know see him go up a little bit but i think jerry judy's in a pretty good situation to me if you can like cd lamb this year i i think you can like jerry judy and, I, and there's a chasm uh, in adps and the difference in those guys right now and uh, so i see a, at least a small bit of opportunity on judy we don't want to do it at the expense of anybody uh major but i think when you're talking michael gallup and Julian Edelman, you can do it. And, you know, the other piece of that equation then is to increase at least, you know, uh, you know, a small bit, the exposure to wide receivers in that range of the draft. The corresponding move is to look at reconciling uh, the, uh, the running backs that live in that same neighborhood in two. And so I guess my question to you, Alex, is the more I look at it, the more I wonder if that DeAndre Swift through Antonio Gibson – tier of running backs which is a giant should, tier maybe shouldn't go down three or four spots no that'll fuck push. the whole that'll fuck the whole thing up man uh, like there's i don't think there's any way that we we're can not that getting three any spots I mean, I, we are we are i just got jordan howard no, i've I'm gotten getting, yeah, darius did, guys did you really want did you really want jordan howard there no and do you know do you know, I, do you know who i'm not getting any more there do you know who i'm not getting any more there is is I'm not getting um, I'm not getting Tevin Coleman anymore, who I was interested in getting around in that area. Um, we're not well, getting it's not him our anymore. Construction. It's not our construction currently. I'm just I just think we could use a little more exposure to wide receiver there, and I don't think moving that vein down three spots going to do. You Byron, you how long have you been making these sheets? You move a fucking you move something long down three to, spots. Long enough to three tell you that the spots. Way that we're the long enough to tell you that under the current construction of our draft, that's not going to break anything. As a matter of fact, it, it on occasion it's going to help us pick up an extra wide receiver there. We're already four or five running backs deep by the time we get to those guys. Now, to your point, and this is how I kind of began the show. The Tevin Coleman's of the world, that's a great lead. Look, those those players are not plausible for us right now, given our current roster construction versus ADP. But I, I mentioned what happened, the fallout from the FSGA draft, and it raised a good point. We talked about James White earlier. You just spoke about Tevin Coleman. So I wanted to bring up, this isn't something that we are currently doing. Uh, it's kind of actually contrary to our current roster construction right now but you know i saw at the fsga there were a bunch of teams that missed on running back early and i knew from jump street they were all going to be basically screwed at running back uh as the draft progressed or you know uh, once the draft expired now i went back and did an autopsy on that draft and i noticed there was a couple of teams and this is a very tough 14 team you know draft 
There's a couple of teams that missed on running back early that I don't think necessarily saved themselves late, but I thought they targeted some very specific running backs that at least made me feel a little bit better about their rosters, about that zero running back strategy. If for some reason that's what you're looking to employ. I think these are guys we have to talk about too, Alex, because undoubtedly ADPs are going to change over the rest of the summer, which is which by default will thereby change our current roster construction. And some of these guys may come back into play. So we talked about James White. We talked about Tevin Coleman. I thought I saw a pretty good save from a running back uh, light team in FSGA uh, on Mark Ingram. I don't know that I love his viability long-term, but coming out of the gate to begin the season, he's a guy in round five or six, I think can be a respectable starter for you if you get in trouble. Uh, Carry on Johnson going significantly later than DeAndre Swift and is a player that I don't, you know, he's going to be ups and downs all season long, but I think as at least a flex or a, a pinch running back situation, he's a guy that I would target late if uh, I had totally missed earlier. Uh, you mentioned Tevin Coleman. I think Philip Lindsay, not necessarily so much for PPR, but I haven't totally, uh, I don't, I, I, I'm certainly not bullish on Philip Lindsay, but I think his ADP is to a point where if you're in a total bind at running back, he's a guy that you can potentially look at. And then uh, Ronald Jones and Latavius Murray, Alex, I feel like are also forgotten guys that had some viability last year that I don't necessarily see their roles changing a whole, whole bunch this year, at least uh, at the outset of the season. And then uh, for different reasons, uh, that same set of running backs, I also, or actually a little bit further down in ADPs in the sheet, uh, the last running back I wanted to mention is that I do think Tony Pollard is being undervalued as a handcuff. Um, he's almost as important as important as Alexander Madison. Yeah. I mean, that's a good rant. We can just end it right there, man. We got to get on a call. So maybe we should just end it. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, cool. All right. Well, to everybody, everybody on YouTube, thanks so much for tuning in. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back here. Make sure and give it a thumbs up if you could. Subscribe uh, and leave a comment. That really helps the robot uh, genius overlords uh, to help other people to see these videos. So uh, to everybody out there for Byron, I'm Alex. This is Roster Watch. We love you guys, man.